I will be sharing this morning with us. about young people as witnesses for Christ. Young people as witnesses for Christ. Or you can put it this way, young people bearing witness for Christ. Young people bearing witness for Christ. Essentially, it's about how our, young, how our young people can begin to reflect Christ, can begin to portray Christ to their own generation. How our young people can begin to be effective in, being, in bringing glory to God in Christ Jesus. And the place I'm going to start with is first of all for all the young people amongst us to appreciate their importance in the hands of God in these last days. Young people are incredibly important in the plans and purpose of God at this time. Children, teenagers, young adults, young school graduates, they are of great importance in the hands of God. Parents must also understand that. And I want us to turn our Bibles to start with to Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Let's pick it from there. Psalm 8. I'm going to go slowly, deliberately this morning so that all our young people can follow. Psalm Eight. I'm going to read verses two. Okay, maybe I should start from one to two. Oh Lord, our oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth! Who have set your glory above the heavens? Verse two. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling, as another translation we put it, you have ordained strength or praise because of your enemy that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Can someone read just, just that verse two for me from another translation? Verse two from another translation. Like I said, I'm deliberately being 
slow this morning so that we can get it. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and avenger. Praise God. Thank you very much, Kyla, one of the young ones amongst us, very promising young girl. The Lord bless you. Amen. 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 You can see how much investment God has put on children, young people. as instrument in his hands to silence the enemy and the avenger. Hallelujah. The matter of witnessing or being witnesses for God on this planet Earth is not a factor of age. And that's what young people must know. And that is why God has decided to invest so much power, so much grace for his own praise in the lives of children and young people who we may call the inexperienced ones. May the Lord help us to understand this in Jesus' name. And we shall be looking at this more. But I just want us to understand this. Turn with me to Psalm 127. In Psalm 127, the scripture has this to say from verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward from him. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man. Happy is that woman. Happy is that household. With a quiver, full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with their enemies in the gates. Can you see this? Children are deliberately planted in our families, not just so that we can be called mommy, Glory, mommy Judah, mommy Kyla, and all the other moms here. No, it's not just so that we can have someone uh, with which we can we can uh, we can say, "Oh, yes, I have my biological child." Very good. It's important, but it's not limited to that. They are a deliberate blessing from God 
strategically placed in our hands and in our homes for the purpose of achieving God's counsel on the earth. God wants to silence oppositions against himself. God wants to defeat the enemy. Wants to shame the, the devil and all of his cause through the instrumentality of our children. Amen. Mm -hmm. So children, they are like arrows in the hands of the Lord. Amen. In essence, they are spiritual weapon. That's exactly the point we are making. So that any child going out from your house to the college, to the universities, to the schools, you are trusting the Lord that God will use them mightily to affect their generation. Amen. Amen. They are meant to be effective instruments to accomplish a purpose. Every weapon is, de is, is designed for a purpose, isn't it? So our children are spiritual weapons deliberately placed in our families that God's purpose on the earth might be achieved. That is bringing glory to God and silencing the lies of the evil one. Hallelujah. Our children are not, and I'm praying they will not be victims of what is going on in their generation, the evil going on around. Rather, they will be instrument for transformation, instrument for the triumph of truth, where lie is being spread around. Because lie is one of the instruments the enemy is using today, deception, to capture young people, to turn our communities into communities that we don't want to, to, to be. Amen. But where children are established in the truth, they will defeat lies. But for no one can do anything against the truth, but for the truth, so says the scriptures. So children established in the truth will always defeat the deception, the allurement. of evil of their age and generation. Our young people hearing what I'm talking about. They are meant to influence their own peers, not to fall prey to the negative influence of peer pressure. Do we not tremble? No. It's the reality. I mean, don't we, when our children are going out and you are wondering, oh, don't let them go and imbibe this or that. But the reality is that 
we should come to a point where we are confident as our young people are going now. So they, they are going to do well. They are going to defeat every lie. They are going to discern the lies of the devil and they are going to defeat it. Amen. You get the point I'm making? And every young person here, let me tell you, you are not a victim. Go out with confidence because God's presence with you, God's grace is upon you. God's anointing is upon you. Say he has ordained. Whoever is ordained is anointed. Amen. For a great purpose. Children, you are anointed for a great purpose. Amen. Amen. You may be small in age, but never, never go out feeling as if you are a victim. Let's mute our microphone, okay? And I'm praying that strength will arise in the heart of all our young people here today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I've always challenged young people. Why is it that you are copying what they are doing out there? Why don't you be yourself so that other people will copy you? Why do you think you have to fit into everything out there? You get the point I'm making? Sometimes it's a sense of insecurity. And I'm praying that our young people will rise up with courage in their hearts, that they don't have to conform with evil to be known or to be accepted. Praise God. Are young people following me this morning? You can unmute now and say yes to me. Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Look at the great importance Jesus himself attached to children. In Matthew 19. In Matthew chapter 19. In Matthew 19. And I'll read from verse 13. Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray but the disciples rebuked them. You see, the issue of just treating children as if, what concerns you with this matter? These matters are beyond you. Has been, has been of age, has been, has been long in, ex, you know, has been long in existence.
We want to always want to push children to the back. And that's not the way God wants it. You get the point I'm making? We leave our children behind when it comes to important spiritual matters, thinking, what do they know? Oh, never, never think like that. That is the age they start grasping a lot of things. That is when their mind is being, is being shaped. Their personality is being built. And if they are not built in a godly way, you will, don't be surprised at the outcome you get. And children, don't exempt yourself also from the things of God. If we must be a people of influence, and I'm talking about the church of God now, we must stop this matter of treating children as if they are nothing. We must start placing great importance on them, not just for great academic achievement, but for all round development, including their spiritual life. I, let me say to you, I admire, I'm not going to mention anything, I admire a particular movement in the way they take their children. Hmm. You get the point I'm making? But the church is seriously lagging behind in this area at least as much as I know in this country. But look at what Jesus said. Jesus quickly corrected the notion of the disciples because he wanted them to get it. And I'm praying that as a people, we get it. Amen. And what is this? It says, Jesus said, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. Don't prevent them. Don't put barriers in their way. You get the point? For of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hand on them and departed from there. He laid his hand on them. He made investment into their life. He, he spoke something upon them. He deposited something in them because he knew how vital they are going to be in the matters of the kingdom. Young people, let me speak to you now. You will have heard me saying, may the hand of the Lord rest upon you. Amen. And I'm praying this morning mm. that the hand of the Lord will rest upon 
each and every child, young person, young adults, here present or represented, even this morning in a special way in Jesus' name, that God will put his hand upon you. And I know with the hands of the Lord upon you, you will make a difference. Even in this generation, in the name of Jesus. Is this point very clear? Last week, and I'm still going to come to this later, but let's just stress this important. Last week, as I was talking, I mentioned Timothy, the mother and the grandmother. You know what? Let's turn to Acts chapter 16. If this morning is just to prepare our heart, without even going into some specifics, I will have gone into. Trusting the Lord that many of more of our young people will be connecting online next week. Let's stress this very quickly. Acts chapter 16, Acts 16. Acts 16. In Acts 16, Paul came to a place they call Debbie from verse one. Then he came to Debbie and Lystra and behold a certain disciple, a certain follower of Christ was there. And you will have thought he was talking about some big person. Look at it. Named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but the father was Greek. That, that was not to create a discrimination between Jews and Gentiles here. It was just to let us know the kind of family he came from. Do you understand? And the influence the mother had on his life. Look at what happened. He was well spoken of by the brethren. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. A young boy, you will have thought <laughs> we're talking about some, someone very old. No, we are talking about a teenager here. He was a teenager in this place. According to church history, he was a teenager. A teenager with a good testimony amongst people. A teenager with a good testimony in Christ. Young people, I am praying that you will rise up to be a person with a clear testimony for Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. I was sharing this somewhere a few, uh, maybe a few weeks ago or so with someone. 
about a father who traveled all the way. It, 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 it isn't in this day of mobile phone. So it was some time back. The father left where he was living, came to a college environment to look for the daughter, you know, just on a, on a casual visit. So the daughter didn't know the dad was coming. So when the dad arrived, the dad went to where this young lady was living. And she was not at home. And it was a bit late. And the neighbor said, oh, uh, she's, she's not at home. Then the father asked and said, where is the, is the fellowship? The fellowship where they meet said, if my daughter is not at home at this time, I'm so sure she must be in their fellowship where the Christians meet. They said, oh, we know the place. And they described the place for the father. Of course. She was, he, he was not disappointed. He found the daughter where he knew the daughter would be. A young girl doing well for the Lord till today. I'm talking about many years ago. A clear testimony. Do you get the point? And look at it. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and it took him and circumcised, circumcised him because of the Jews who were in the region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Can you see a young man, a very young boy, who through his input, his partnership with an older believer brought great increase to the kingdom of God. You get the point I'm making this morning? Children, that's how valuable you could be. There were many older people there. Paul didn't see anyone who was fitting to go along with him in the exploit for the kingdom. But this young man, and you will hear of him more later. But I thought I should just bring this young man to us this morning as an example. Hallelujah. I'm praying that our children, our young people will grow up to be a people of clear testimony wherever they are in Jesus' name. He had a good reputation. That's the witness we are talking about. Everyone could testify. Everyone could say something of this young man. Positive, good. Are we together this morning? Are you following this message this morning?
May the Lord give all of us understanding of what he's saying to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. To all our young people, I want to say, if there's any message to take up this morning, it is the fact that you are precious in the hands of the living God. And it is God's desire to invest his grace, his strength, his power upon your life and make you an instrument of change, Amen. positive change in our society today. Yes, Lord. An instrument for the advancement of the purpose, the counsel of God in all holiness and righteousness in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Turn with me finally. First John chapter two. First John chapter two. In 1 John chapter 2, the scripture has this to say from verse 12. John, the beloved, the elder in the faith, had this to say when he was writing his letter. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. Amen. Are forgiven you for his name's sake. Mm. And I want all young people amongst us to know this day, this morning, that no matter how you have been, no matter how naughty <laughs> you have been <laughs> at home <laughs> or in school, <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. It is God's heart desire. To forgive you, to overlook all of those for you. Amen. Maybe mom and dad they have said, "Oh, you are naughty. You are this. You are that," and you are forgiven this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Just come to the Lord, and for all for older ones who have got themselves involved in one thing or the other that you know you shouldn't be getting yourself into. This morning you have the opportunity to say, "Lord, forgive me. I, I appreciate how important I am in your hand." Save my soul. If you are not yet born again, it's your opportunity to be born again. You can receive salvation as a young person here. You have not personally told Christ and say, Christ, I come to you. Forgive me. I want to be a child of God. Forgive my naughtiness at all. Forgive every stupid thing I've said and I've done. And God will forgive you this morning. And you don't have to go around with guilt in your heart. Mm -hmm. So I call young people amongst us this morning to salvation. Mm -hmm. For salvation is yours in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Let's go on. I write to you, fathers, 
because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, and I want you to know that, because you have overcome the wicked one. Look at that. Amen. That is because of what? Because of the power that God has invested upon them. Young, young men and women amongst us, children amongst us, don't fear evil. For by the power of God, you will overcome every evil challenge. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You are ordained to be an overcomer. Amen. You are ordained for victory. You are ordained to prevail. Amen. For you are special in the hands of God. Amen. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. And I'm praying this morning that all of you young people amongst us, children amongst us, teenagers amongst us, young people amongst us, you will know God for yourself. You will know God as a father in the name of Jesus. Amen. A father that will never fail. A father who loves you. I call young people amongst us this morning, come to the love of the father. Verse 14, I've written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you young men because you are strong and I pray divine strength into all our young people, even this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. The strength to go home, the strength to stand, Amen. even in the face of difficulties and challenges of our world. Amen. I pray it upon you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not Amen. crumble under the pressure of the world. You will not crumble under the, under the negative peer pressure Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will stand and remain Amen. standing. Amen. You will stand in righteousness. Amen. You will stand in truth Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Can you see victory, victory, victory? Is what God is declaring over all our young people today. You will always be victorious. Amen. You will always be victorious. Amen. You will never be victims. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And he said, and the word of God abides in you. The word of God remains in you. And I'm going to take on that as we go home. Because I've said this is the last scripture I'm going to read. I'm going to stick to that. I'm praying that each of you listening to me today will have affection for the word of God. Amen. We have desire for the word of God. Amen. We have love for the word of God. Amen. It is your great instrument for victory. For how shall a young man make his way pure? But by taking heed according to your word. May the word of God be your desire. May you love the word of God passionately. May you have deep respect for the word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's bow down heads together as we just pray this morning. Young people, if you are here, you want to give your life to Christ for the first time or you are listening to me online, bow down your head and simply say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. Forgive me all my sins. 
forgive me everything that I've done wrong, that I'm doing wrong, forgive me. Come into my life. I want to be a true child of God, even from this day. Lord, thank you. Put your hand upon me, Lord. Let your spirit come into me. Make me who you want me to be. And help me to fulfill the great destiny yes. that you have for me. Amen. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord this morning. Amen. 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 So, let me quickly say this. Please, let's encourage our young ones to be here with us. Even if it means taking this message in three separate messages, I wouldn't mind. Because this is a great investment that God wants to make in the lives of our young people. Amen. Have a very blessed week, everyone. See you on Friday. Amen. Amen. Amen.